0: Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi, welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast. I'm here with Leslie Jump, who's a co founder of Angel Summit, and it's been held this year in in Dublin. So, did you tell a bit about the background of this summit?
1: Sure, uh, well actually the company is called Startup Angels. Yeah. We're a global platform for startup investors, for people who are new to startup investing to learn to get started, and for people who want to learn about new markets Okay. and to be able to share best practices. And so that's what Angel Summit is all about. We have uh, here registered about 200 folks who come from all aspects of startup investing, whether that's venture capital or corporate venture capital, family offices, wealth managers, individual angels, and people who have never written a check but are thinking about it. And what we try to do with this program is provide a variety of information for those different interest areas and a place for them to connect with other people and possibly discover new ways to become startup investors.
0: And if you're a first investor, how do you persuade them it's a good time to jump in?
1: Oh my God, this is one of the best times in history to be a startup investor. It is faster and cheaper to build a company than it has ever been before. You know, when I started in the technology industry back in the dinosaur era, it would have taken you, you know, five years and two million bucks to do what it takes, you know, a hundred thousand bucks in a couple of months to do today. So that's one thing that's going on. There are more ways to get deals, find deals, and do deals, and do them faster than there ever have been. And you can do them at a variety of ticket sizes. So, you know. One of the things that we advocate strongly, Dave McClure started us off with this, I like to say he stole our slides, but um, but what uh, we talk about a lot is portfolio diversification. And so basically what you want to do is set yourself a budget. You know, I've got X amount of euros to invest in startups, let's say 20,000 euros. Don't write one check, write 20 $1,000 checks, and today that's possible. So that's how we try to encourage people, we show them there are no barriers.
0: Like a pretty fun way to invest in different different areas to make money.
1: Yes. I mean, well, you know, look, we know, uh, if you look at Wall Street, the, the investments that do the best year over year, class over class, are what's called index funds. They're indexes of a lot of different stocks. It's just applying that same kind of a model to startups. You know, we say typically 20 is kind of the number that statistically will increase your odds of having a positive return. Also, another important factor is experience. Um, it's really important to get out there and to get engaged with the startup community. We were just talking about that in the community panel. And, um, and so, you know, the more startups that you invest in, the more experience you have, the better you get at doing it.
0: So, if you're investing a in company, how long should it be for you make a return? Investment, or is it long term or short term?
1: Well, it depends on when you invest, yeah. right? You know, um, so we like to say that there's no such thing as an overnight success. Most of the overnight successes you see are probably ten to fourteen years in the making. On an average, if you start from you know a couple of women in a garage to a IPO, it's about twelve years. So, if you're coming in as the very first round of money, that's going to be a long time. Now, I will say. We are starting to see some very interesting experiments, um, and they're picking up, you know, in steam in a lot of different places around the world, including in Europe, where there are opportunities to sell out your shares uh, of an early-stage investment to other investors. So it's a possibility to be able to see a return in a shorter period of time, but you should probably plan for the longer.
0: Because if you invest, go for the long haul. It's going to be a wild ride, and you're going to have a good fun.
1: Well, that's an important part of it. You know, we talk to investors all over the world, and everybody who gets into this business wants to make money. That's table stakes. But that's not the only reason they're doing it. And part of the reason they're doing it is because it's fun. Because they feel like they can connect with this company and help the company. They feel like they can help to transform an industry that they might have worked in for you know their whole careers. Or that they may be able to help transform their community to help make it more innovative. And so it's all those reasons that combine about why people want to be
0: startup investors. I guess, basically, if you've got experience in an area, you want to try to make that area grow. You want to put money back in so you're gonna go and think who do I, who do I think of could do well with the money? Make make it better,
1: right? Or or you'll spot them. You know yeah. I mean. We were just talking about in there. We had a couple of uh, folks who uh, run some of the best accelerators here in in Ireland, um, and you know there are twenty eight hundred accelerators across the world now. You know, so there are lots of places where you can go. There are startup weekends every weekend around the world. There are startup grinds. We're gonna have Derek Anderson on later. He's from Startup Grind. You know, they do those in thousands of markets worldwide. Um, so there are lots of different places where you can go and find startups and, and then by the way online, the, you know, there's now online platforms where you can do it as well.
0: Because I know that basically years ago there was a, a dot com boom and bust and people are probably so weird, will that happen again? But I think it's, that's changed for the better now.
1: Well, there's a lot more diversity in the market. Um, they, you know, there's a lot more transparency. There's more information available about where to invest and how to invest than there ever has been. Um, and the other thing of it is is we have a whole huge range of kinds of organizations investing. So we're focused on angel investors, individuals who write checks with their own money, right? But, you know, last week, or maybe it was two weeks ago now, um, one of the sovereign wealth funds in Saudi Arabia put $3.5 billion, that's billion with a B, mm-hmm. in Uber. You know, uh, and so that was the largest, you know, seed stage investment that the Saudis had done uh, and equal to all of seed stage investing in the United States last year. Um, there are major investment banks investing now. There are, you know, major, you know, consulting and management uh, companies that are investing now. So, you know, it, it, the diversity is helpful as to what makes this stronger and I think to insulate us from that kind of bubble again.
0: Because I know that when it came back years ago, there was no social media, nothing else, so you couldn't really go and check that what they're doing. You, right. everyone's saying, and that's the next big thing. And it was, but it was, it was, been, it was been used uh, badly. People were taking money, investing in things, and that I'm going to do a great job. Right. They didn't know what they were doing.
1: Right, right. Well, I mean, that's one of the things that we really advise people to do. Invest in what you know and invest in what you love, mm. right? It's going to take a while, so you should enjoy it. But beyond that, you know, invest in what you know, because chances are that you have expertise that can be just critically important for those startups. And, you know, I was on a board with Steve Case, who was um, the founder of AOL, and he has just written a a book um, about the third wave of the Internet. He talks about there being three waves, the first wave being kind of the pipe infrastructure phase. It was all about just connecting people and communications. And the second wave was about uh, social and media and, you know, very much what they did in AOL. And right now... We're seeing sort of the internet of everything. So literally any industry that you can touch, you know, manufacturing, logistics, insurance, education, government, all are being transformed by technology. And the great thing about those industries are they don't cluster in Silicon Valley. You yeah. know in fact they tend not to be in Silicon Valley they tend to be in all the other great markets like Dublin and Cork and Galway you know and across Europe and and around the world and so you know what I think we're in is kind of a magical time for startups yeah. and for startup investing because you have that perfect confluence of a tremendous amount of opportunity and a lot of information
0: because I look back over years like this year Dave Bowie died and look back what he did mm. technology he was so ahead of his time and everything he did yeah didn't it didn't work out as best it could because technology wasn't people were ready for it like uh, he yeah. did his Bowie bonds where he himself those. and nobody thought that's a dumb idea but it was great he did his Bowie net where he had his own web service. Yeah. And he was the first guy in the a to send, send it an email. And that kind of stuff where it was time and everyone's going, You can't do it. Then he went to do a stream a concert live on the net. That's right. No, he was an amazing yeah. guy. Same thing with
1: Prince, right? Prince yeah. was one of the, you know, two big losses this year in the music industry, but one of the first guys to really challenge the whole digital rights management issue yeah. and, and very publicly.
0: And I think with those both those guys, they both they said technology is, is going to be there and it's useful. Why not adapt and change? And Bowie earlier on saw what Feature was. He was saying years ago, it was the Internet, future was online. Yeah he was the first guy to have music available online. anybody else to do all that Right. and I admire him for doing that and he, he said yeah. that's for true but at the time everything else didn't quite get no. the program
1: no it's, it's, it's hard and you know you don't know I mean pets.com didn't work out that yeah. well you know some, some things work and some things don't I
0: think at the time when he was doing it the dot com bus was, was coming around the time people didn't know what to guess in but if he was to do it now I guarantee he'd have no problem getting the money and doing it very well sure
1: absolutely but the
0: thing is even if you've got a brand name and you're well known it's also got to be basically got to be a product that's worth selling,
1: right? Well, absolutely. You know, I mean, I think, and we are starting to see one of the things is happening interestingly and i don't know how much you have it here in europe but in the united states there's kind of the rise of the celebrity uh, investors and some of them are you know that's television hollywood but some of them are really good at it like ashton kutcher's you know a great prolific investor now and so it's it's, but it all gets down to the same thing you know what's the product what's the team you know can they take it to market and build it
0: We hope you have a show called dragon's den i think it's called shark tank in america yep and uh those guys are well known in business areas, so they're the guys who are kind of in, invest quite a bit. Yeah. But it's like in general in Ireland, other than Bono, he does a lot of investing. He was one of the early guys to invest in Facebook.
1: Yeah, no, I know. Bono was amazing. Yeah. I mean, and he, and he, um, he walks the, the, the path across both impact and investing, yeah. which I, you know, and that's another thing that I think people are really interested about is, you know, what can we do to not just make money but change the world, right? Yeah. You know, the guys in the, in the panel this morning, uh, David Nabdi from Beirut was talking about this today. You know, there are so many big issues um, and people who face these challenges, it's kind of like innovation by crisis management, yeah. right? You know, they, they will think differently about them than, you know, people who don't.
0: The thing is technology. Like in Africa, Google wants to bring these new uh, kind of air balloons with Wi Fi. Sure. Now, if that if that comes into part of the world where you don't get much power and electricity you and know, all that, much chance you're going to and get guys there who are going to innovate and be able to do it because they are given the chance.
1: Yeah, no, I'm on a board of a company that's based in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania. And uh, it's called Ubongo, Ubongo Kids. It's a a Saturday morning cartoon for children. It's just darling, these little beautiful animals. Um, But it teaches little children elementary math and English skills. And the children can interact with the animals, the characters, using a feature phone. Because, of course, there are not a lot of smartphones in Tanzania. She had a million viewers in her first year. You know, just amazing, and you know it's because she's there and immersed and understands the African culture.
0: Yeah, because I, I guess if somebody is from there and has to go to America to make to make it, you're going to co- find come back with a different culture. How do you get them both to mix? Because you're used to the American culture, and then the American culture is something different.
1: Right. although I will caution you, there isn't just one American culture. You know, part of what we do is try to identify. You know, where are these the, um, great pockets of innovation that are untold stories? So we did a program last fall in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So the state of Tennessee is about the size of Ireland, yeah. and Chattanooga as a city is 140,000 people, so pretty small. Yeah. And 40 years ago, Walter Cronkite announced that they were the dirtiest city in America, because they had been a big manufacturing city and it was just a lot of pollution. And the city happens to have a lot of great entrepreneurs. The guys who invented bottling for Coca-Cola were from Chattanooga. These brothers, the Lupton family. And so they said, we're not going to go down in history that way. We're going to reinvent ourselves as a city. So they cleaned up the pollution. They built a beautiful aquarium. And very importantly, they put in a public gigabyte internet. So their entire electrical infrastructure, you know, their whole electrical grid runs on this, Plus, if you have a home or business there, you can get a 1,000 megabytes into your house for $50 a month. So, a little bit less than 50 euros a month. That's You know, So, insane. So, they now have the guy who claims to have the world's largest 3D printer printing walls for building in commercial and residential real estate. You know? And they've created all these you know, new innovation businesses and research facilities are there and everything. It's a little town in southeast Tennessee.
0: Yeah. It's good to see. If you can do it in a small town there... Anywhere, Even though, basically, in America, everything's Silicon Valley is where it's at. But if you can go to Ch- Chattanooga and say, we're doing it here in some other town, right. that gives you hope to anywhere in the world.
1: Um, Vanity Fair had a great article uh, this year, and somebody was quoted as saying that Silicon Valley excels at building apps for things your mother won't do for you anymore. Yeah. You know? um, you know, a friend of mine who's an investor um, called me one day and said, Leslie, you're not going to believe this. I had a couple of kids in here pitching me on a business to deliver quarters for your laundry. You know, it's ridiculous, you know. I mean, it's just, you know, they make fun of it on the TV show. What's actually funny is how real that TV show is. But you're right, you know, when you look at, like, you know, Chattanooga, their logistics and shipping and um, consumer package goods. You know, also in the state of Tennessee, music, the music industry, the country music industry, right? Detroit, mobility, you know. So in each of those places, just as a couple of examples, have very different challenges. I mean, Detroit nearly went under a few years ago, right, when the automotive industry failed dramatically. Now they're coming back.
0: Well, I guess over in Ireland here, we've like one area, Galway's mainly tech hub. Yep. And in Dublin, we're trying to now get into more fintech as well. Yeah. Because we're worried about Brexit. If it happens for us, the guys in the UK will come to here. Right. And we're hoping in, in one way, if it happens, we've got these guy coming in. Right. If not, it's either way we're happy because yeah. it's been But also... Right now, breaking technique is blockchain and Bitcoin.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Well, you know, you and you, you're a natural for that. Yeah. And that's one thing we always say when we talk to people, look at what you do better than anybody else and transform that industry with technology. So financial services is a great example. I understand in the Western part of Ireland there's a lot of biotech, you know. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, same thing. You know, you don't you wouldn't go to, you know, um, you wouldn't go to Detroit expecting there to be a lot of, of uh, you know, I don't know, what would you say, um, the film industry, yeah. right? You'd expect that to be transformed out of Los Angeles.
0: yeah For us, basically, right now, we've got here in Ireland a, a good tax, tax regime. And also, we used to get it from America. And also, even here, you can actually uh, do the customs and all that in the airport in Dublin.
1: Oh yeah, that's good to know. So, well, no, Ireland. I have to say, this this city, this country, has been just so great to work with on this yeah. program. One of our our best places in terms of international locations. And it's clear that you have made a great effort to make it, you know, not just easy but welcoming yeah. for people to come in and work here.
0: Well, I guess for us, because you got the, the main language is English, more than else, and because we're more or less developing a kind of American culture in certain senses, a lot of Irish people uh, actually have got American ancestors or American. American
1: oh, yeah. well the other way around yeah, yeah I do yeah
0: because <laughs> yeah, I've got have got a lot of cousins living in America yep so yep. When you got that they've got roots There's a here connection that's right. and it, well, when you go to uh, America as an Irish company investor the Americans love the Irish so everywhere you go it's invented we want to invest and in you go whatever you're doing Yeah. yep that's right but elsewhere in the world if you go to there and you're from another part of Europe it, you won't get that same uh, buzz yeah and then mm-hmm. when we come here we'll, we'll want to welcome guys because you guys are great you're welcome back back home
1: Yeah.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Nancy, thanks for that. It was Thank, great. You. Thank you. It was great talking Thank to you. you. Thanks very much.